I'm sitting on my bed in my boxer shorts. In my boxer shorts. Hey, hey, hey. How the hell are ya? This is the show of many H's. Welcome to Requiem for a Tuesday. Your man's Adam Pakora here. Customer services resident bad boy. Glad you could make it. Episode 106. That's pretty crazy, huh? <laughs> uh, I didn't do the plugs last week. Because Justice was here and boy were we just firing on all cylinders. If you didn't listen to last week's episode, go check it out. Big talk about the favorite tourist attractions in Orlando, Florida. Uh, some big Olive Garden talk. And uh, I think that's the bulk of it, <laughs> to be honest. Um, some good stuff on not wanting to sign for packages as well. Anyway, good episode. The one before that you might want to listen to as well. Because we're going to do a little Barry season finale recap. Because I just gotta. Uh, there was some Barry stuff on that episode. Anywho... Rate, review, and subscribe to Requiem for a Tuesday. Go listen to all of the episodes, not just those two. Uh, you can do that on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, you know, Google Podcasts, whatever you freaks use, go use it. Okay? Uh, five star me. Whatever the fuck you want to do, do something. Help me out. All right. <laughs> and get the merch if you want to do something at rfat.bigcartel.com. A lot of good stuff on there, of which, I mean, we have four items for sale. And uh, check out the music, Multiplex, Wolf X. There's a lot of stuff. At least do one of them. <laughs> check out something. What are we doing here? Uh, Yeah. You can follow me on Instagram at adam.rfat, rfatpodcast at gmail.com for all your needs or whatever. Hit me up. I don't really know what needs could be met via an email address. But hey, if that's what you were looking for, everything is linked down in the description below for your convenience. I could be a pilot or whatever, right? That sound like something on an airplane? <laughs> you be the judge tell me what i can be uh but i am in my boxer shorts brutal heat going on right now it's only 85 degrees gonna be 110 index tomorrow and the next day so you know might as well just kill yourself now <laughs> uh it's not going to be great, though, so get ready to soak through your britches. <laughs> uh, let's just dive right into Barry, shall we? I don't really know what else I got on the agenda. Couple things. One, two, three things. Couple, two, three. But, uh, okay, what the fuck is going to happen now? Uh, so, like I had mentioned, I'd been listening all season to the companion podcast on The Ringer with Bill Hader after every episode. 
and I feel like it's made me more invested. Now, you know, a companion podcast could easily be fucking awful because a lot of people will just do it because they think that they're supposed to do it, uh, which is uh, probably why this is good that it's like a third party thing. So I think if Bill hate no, not Bill Hader, and I guess not HBO, nobody, nobody in that camp would fuck this up. But, you know, if there's like the Superstore companion podcast, odds are. Uh, but my point is, he just kept emphasizing that it gets darker and darker and darker through each of like the last four episodes, basically. It's only an eight episode season, but he was not exaggerating in the slightest. Also, as I have mentioned before, I am terrible at predicting this show. I never know where it's going to go. So those two things hand in hand just kind of really hit ahead. Because this finale went all over the fucking place and I didn't see one goddamn thing coming. It's really a testament to how well written this show is. And Bill Hader always talks about like the execution and the planning that goes into like every little thing. Like they won't do a stunt or a chase or anything without it being heavily like planned out and coordinated beforehand. So, like, the meticulous nature of the show really shines through. They do not slack on anything. Uh, the story is tight, too. You can't really, like, poke holes in what's going on. It's all been pretty consistent. There's some stuff where they call back, and it's like, I don't even really know what this is. Like, in this season, they brought back this motorcycle gang because the dude in the first season who like just really wanted to kill people that they were in the army with like just wanted a hot tub so it's like that's a a funny connection if people get it but I certainly did it and went right over my head I didn't really know who the people were uh I still don't know who the guy is in the season finale this year who attacks them and tries to kill Sally which we'll get to don't you worry uh, but I don't know if I was supposed to recognize that guy or not. I guess I just kind of assumed it was one of the many people Barry has pissed off over the course of the show. But I'm not certain. So I guess that would be my one criticism is like the Barry extended universe might not be as strong as you think. So maybe don't you don't have to call back everything. Some stuff could be new, but I, I don't know. Picking hairs here. Because this show is phenomenal. Um, I guess let's just go to the Sally Attacker thing. Because now it's on my mind. That was fucking insane. Well, okay. This was the point I was originally going to make. My prediction was going into this one. Which I knew wouldn't be much. Never is. Was that Sally from yelling at. What's her name? Darcy? I think that's the actress's name. I don't remember the character's name. Anyway, she yells at the her former protege, whatever, on the elevator. She's taking a video the whole time. It gets leaked. Kind of a fun cancel culture bit, but also just real at the same time. And I thought that because Barry had blown up at Sally the same way, that that was just going to lead them back, like that they were going to team up in some way. Now, that was 
kind of what was going to happen very, very briefly. Um, but Sally shows up at Barry's place and is like, okay, remember how you were going to break into that lady's house, which was an incredible scene. Uh, that might've been the funniest moment of the season for me, but he's, when he's just like, I did this on the pot already. I know, but he just goes, Oh no, I'll break into her house while she's sleeping, take a picture of her, send it to her, blah, blah, blah. And it just goes on and on and on. And she's horrified and kicks him out. Well, now she's like, well, that's a good idea. Let's get revenge on this bitch for ratting me out. And it's like, well, that's just a horrible idea, period, anyway. Uh, But Barry had been going through a change of heart because of all the things that have been happening. And he's like, no, 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 you don't want to do that. Attacker comes in, knocks Barry out, tries to kill Sally. I guess just because she's there? Or is that guy? That's what I'm saying where I don't understand. Like, I assume he was just there to kill Barry. And then she was there. So he's like, fuck it. Because I don't see why she would be involved. Anyway, I I know I sound stupid because it's pretty clear that that's what happened. But I'm just saying, not knowing who the guy is does muddy things up for me. So, you know, you dropped the ball on this one, Pex. I know. I'm sorry. Uh, But that whole scene was incredibly brutal. He's choking her and I'm like, oh, they're just going to kill her off. She is going to die. Because it was a really long strangulation, which I think is good because there are a lot of strangulations in movies and shows. I'm like, you can die that fast. Like, I really don't think you can die that fast. You know, David Blaine was underwater for like three days. (laughs) I think that you can hold your breath for longer than like 12 seconds. Um, And then she grabs the knife that Barry had grabbed because he thought there was an intruder when it was just her. So it all kind of works out. And then she bashes the shit out of him with a bat uh, in and out of a soundproof room, which is fucking awesome. A beautiful little touch that probably wasn't very hard to execute. Uh, And it was awesome. And then she just dips. So maybe it is done for her character. I don't imagine so. Because if it were... You could just kill her off, but I guess it is good for her to have her redemption. I don't know. Uh, And she leaves in secret. Pretty heartbreaking stuff. Not that Barry would know. He wouldn't really be able to do anything about it anyway. So season four prediction for Sally. No fucking idea. Uh, Maybe Barry's going to end up on trial. And she'll have to come back. I don't know. I mean, I keep thinking that this is going to be one of those shows where he just gets out of everything because that's what always happens kind of on the show anyway. But it's also just like a normal thing. It's really fun to see a guy commit a crime and then back is like Dexter when they're like, oh, we're after Dexter. And he's like, I'm going to make you think it's somebody else. And it totally happens. And like watching it all unfold is always very fascinating to me. Like someone bait and switching themselves out of. A terrible situation and Bill Hader in the conversation was like well he's not Jason Bourne like he can't just do all these but like he kind of has been the whole time you know and they do the thing like the succession thing where they make you think something's gonna matter I mentioned this and then it goes away right like for example the guy kills himself with Barry in the car and then Barry just ends up in the hospital as like a poisoned guy and he just gets up and leaves and it's like oh well there's just not going to be any consequences to that and then some things are taken like very very serious like it's weird like the police are investigating them 
but they're kind of shown to be blundering and not really knowing what's going on, and that's like a comedic element. But then he keeps saying how truthful it all has to be and that like he's not Jason Bourne and can't get out of this, so when he's confronted by Albert, that's why he has to react the way he does, and it's like, well, there's a counterbalance there. Like, You kind of have to pick. And it's fine that they chose the way they chose. I mean, the out the show with the episode was amazing. The whole season was amazing. Um, but it is still a comedy show. So it's like, if you want to say that it's silly for Barry to get out of the situation with Albert somehow, but that's not real. Well, it's also not real that multiple people would tell the police something in a murder investigation and give the exact same guy as who they believe did it and then not react on it at all and they'll be like, no, it's the Raven, the Chechen assassin. You know? So it's like, you don't have to take it super seriously in one way if you're not going to do it all the way around and then it's like, well, is this a comedy anymore? I don't know. So that's like just kind of my weird philosophical question about this, I suppose. Uh, But watching him just break down in front of Albert was absolutely horrible. But I also do think it was the only way for him to communicate to Albert that, like, he didn't want Chris to die either. And because if he's just like, oh, well, Chris didn't, like, I didn't do it or, like, I wasn't around, which he was. But you know what I mean? If it was somehow... Barry just had the confidence to be like, no, it didn't go down like that. He just wouldn't believe him. You know, so that was like a pure, honest moment, which was the only way to communicate to him like, hey, man, I didn't have to do this. And basically, he just got let off the hook. He would have just been good. But then he goes straight to Kusino, where to me, it's silly that he would believe Gene. I mean, I guess that's what they're trying to show is that he's technically, like, not a very smart guy, Barry. I just think that kind of goes against the first couple seasons, like, a lot. He was always very careful and meticulous, and then he would blow up and do something crazy, sure. But it was always in, like, a very careful, calculated place. Uh, I think it was smart that they had Gene have the setup be like, he's going to destroy me. Because Barry wouldn't have to rush over there and like take care of it right away. If that were the case, you know, so I guess that does make it a more urgent matter. But I don't know. It's just like if you threaten someone's family so many times. And I get it. They made it clear like Barry Barry really needs Kusino to love him. And that was like such a thing that they made very potent. But you should still have the common sense that like, oh, I threatened this guy's kid and grandkid and himself and all these other people. And it's like, you know, maybe this guy doesn't trust me all the way. You would think. I'm just saying you would think. Uh, But the sequence, he shows up and the guy's just standing there. And I was just like, that's not the same guy. I was like, oh, they put like a body double in there to like frame him. And then it was to set him up. But that was the guy. So I was wrong in even thinking that. Um, A little silly that he couldn't have just pulled the trigger and popped him. Wasn't that great of a plan by everybody? Like technically, like if you were to really play this out, obviously it just worked out in the show. 
But if the guy's going in there to kill him, like, in a quick rage, all he has to do is walk in the room, pull the gun out, and shoot him. You know? It's a little phony that he would walk in. I mean, he would walk in really slowly. He's trying to sneak in and kill the man. But once he's directly behind him, it's like, just pull it out and pop him. So I just felt like the timing of that was a little off, but it's what you got to do to make it cinematic. So I, I also understand that. I'm just really trying to pick this thing apart. This episode was insane. You know, way too much happened. Because I forgot the whole fucking Noho Hank saga part of it. And how could I? Uh, him and his boys were locked up in this horrific prison in God knows where. Presumably, you know, South America. Bolivia, perhaps. And it's revealed... That this Bolivian jail cell is just in Cristobal's palace. And they unleash a fucking panther. I only know that because Bill Hader specifically said panther. I had no idea what animal that was supposed to be. Uh, That very easily could have been like a mythical creature from the way they had it. Maybe it's because I'd watched Stranger Things too recently. Uh, Which, by the way... Maybe that'll be next week. I'll just do the Stranger Things full season recap because I thought it was atrocious. Uh, (laughs) So keep an eye out for that. But anyway, Hank is basically motivated by the fear of what is happening to everyone else that he can hear through the walls. He's able to break through his chains. And right when a guard comes in, which the timing of that also doesn't make sense if there's just like a loose panther. How's that working? I mean, I guess the door is closed, you know, but it seems like they let it from room to room. So I don't know. That just doesn't really make sense. But anyway, the guard comes in. Hank is able to fight the gun out from him, which also doesn't make sense because why wouldn't he just shoot him like he's holding a gun and running towards him? Just pull the trigger, pop him once. Silly, but okay. Takes the gun, shoots the panther, leaves the room, discovers it's Cristobal's palace, and then... Cristobal is in the middle of conversion therapy from his wife, who is an absolute psychopath. (laughs) And he's being electrocuted so greatly that the lights are going out in the entire palace. And he's completely fried. Completely fried. Hank pulls up, shoots the wife, and the gay guy that they're... or, Or just Gaia, I guess you can't assume that the guy is gay necessarily... The guy they're using as the negative, like, oh, don't like this, which was subtly funny in the middle of a very, like, seriously, it was almost like a horror movie, the way that it was played when he was still in the cage. And then, I don't know, I just thought that was a little funny, given how dark the entire electrotherapy thing was. And he frees him, but he can't really speak or anything, but you can tell he recognizes Hank, and they're like, we're finally together. That's great. But going forward, I mean, the guy's probably going to be a vegetable. I mean, again, this is Barry. He can jump to anything in the next episode. He could just be, like, significantly recovered when they pick up. Maybe. Who knows? But what is going to happen Uh, I don't know. I mean, he's not going to break out of jail, Barry. Uh, He's clearly arrested. Now, I guess the thing is, 
well, the thing that I had was like, oh, well, what do they actually have on him? Like, this would just be like B and E attempted murder. Like, you could throw a bunch of those charges on there. But Kusuno said he knows you killed Janice, and I guess he technically doesn't acknowledge it. So maybe that is it a loophole. I don't know, but I think he was technically incriminating himself just by responding to that. I don't know. It's like they've made Barry pretty much a guy you don't really want to root for because this whole season, his whole thing has just been, I'm crazy and I'm tying up all these loose ends. But not really, like not on purpose. These loose ends just keep coming back to me because of fucking Fuchs, who's also in jail now. So obviously Barry and Fuchs are going to have to re-team up in jail. But that's about all I got. You know, like, what are they going to do while they're in there? Who knows? Where are Hank and Cristobal even going to go? Who knows? Uh, Is, I assume that Sally will be back, like, in the same location in L.A. with everybody? But who knows? Uh, Who else we got? You know, it's just like... There's really no way to predict what happens. Now, it could be they meet up in jail and there's a huge conflict. I don't know. Uh, Kusuno, you assume, is just going to continue on a path of success. To which he technically does owe Barry for. I mean, Barry did kind of set everything up for him so that his life would be better. But again, he killed Janice. So, not great. Not a good balance. Uh, But I really don't know. I have no idea, and that's so exciting. I cannot wait now for this to come to an end. Ideally, it will just come out next year because, like, COVID delayed it for significantly long. I don't think it's that type of show where it wasn't coming out consistently. There are only two seasons before this, so I don't remember if they lined up year to year or not. But... Bill Hader also mentioned on that podcast that they were writing season four the whole last year. Like season three had been done because they were doing it on a regular schedule. So my hope is that season four is already done, at least for the most part. You know, I'm sure you got to go back and tweak shit or like revive, you know, whatever. You can fine tune it if you got time. Uh, But I think that the bulk of it should probably already be done. So if this isn't out by June next year, I'm going to be mad. And it probably won't be. So I'll probably be mad. But whatever. (laughs) Fucking phenomenal show. I don't know how it could be more than the fourth season, though. Again, obviously, not knowing what's going to happen at all in the fourth season. But I just can't imagine that it could... Well, I mean, this show goes off pretty far off the rails pretty regularly. So literally anything could happen and it would be surprising. But the fact that the surprises would happen would not be surprising. (laughs) Does that make any sense? It's a show where the surprises are expected, which, you know, not easy to say about a lot of things. So shout out to fucking Bill Hader. Shout out to motherfucking HBO, as always, fucking coming, bringing the heat, crushing shit, showing motherfuckers how shit's done. This is a goddamn TV show. It's unreal. Okay, so shout out to everybody. It's fucking phenomenal. We love you, Henry Winkler. 
can't wait for fucking season four. You know, right now it's Barry and Severance. Those are my two shows where it's like the second this is out, I cannot wait to watch it, you know. And still upcoming, I have to watch the whole last season of Atlanta. Again, still behind on that. I'm really slacking. I know. I know. It's embarrassing for me, too. And Better Call Saul. I'm just going to wait for that to end. I think it may have already ended or just about to be, and I'm just going to fucking watch that whole thing at once. Same deal. But at least that I won't be off on the timeline. So Atlanta might just have to get pushed because I'm already behind. So what's the fucking difference? You know? But those are those are the shows. Those are what may be coming up. Maybe we'll do a Stranger Things Atlanta mix episode depending on timing. I don't know because I probably won't watch Atlanta in the next week. Just being honest with you. I've been busy. Still setting up that print studio I've been telling you guys about. Uh, Bagel Deli Print and Supply Co. Follow it on Instagram, bagel.deli. Updates coming soon. There's going to be an Etsy shop. And I think that's probably going to be it. But as well as the Instagram. And that'll all be linked in the links in the bio. So it'll all just be wrapped into everything. So you can just continue to not click on those. (laughs) Thank you, listeners. Uh, One last thing I just wanted to talk about. A little revelation I had in the shower last night you know i was thinking about apple and the watch and the fitness and like oh we have our own fucking workout thing now and we're you know we're the health tech company also and there has been rumors of apple working on a car forever i mean since steve jobs was alive it was definitely in his plans to do that Which would be amazing. You know, it would just be probably exactly like a Tesla with a more refined and specific shape. And it would be double the price. I assume that that's roughly what it would be. But it would work great with your phone. It would have probably a better enhanced iPad as your center console thing. I don't know what that's called. Off the top of my head, I feel dumb, but it, it, it is obvious what it is. You know what I'm talking about. You're smart. <laughs> and it just came to me like they should do that for sure, but they should also make a bicycle. You know, electric, because you have to pretty much. If you're going to put the tech in it, it might as well be motorized as well. But. I remember years back, and you can probably still find the video on YouTube because I don't see why you wouldn't. Audi was going to make an e-bike, and it was going to be like the greatest e-bike ever made. It was going to be like carbon fiber uh, and all this, and like the motor and all this was going to be hidden within the frame so it looked like a regular bike, uh, and everything about it was just like flawless and excellent, but it was going to be like $15,000, and it was just like a concept, I guess, or like maybe they showed it as like the concept version, and it was like gonna happen, and then just nothing ever came of it, I don't know, I didn't look into it too much, 
But I was like, man, that's fucking awesome. But 15 grand, like, that's crazy. You know, you can get an e-bike now anywhere from, like, a low thousand to, like, I'm sure that high. There probably are $15,000 ones. But basically, you feel like, it, oh, it needs to be, like, five to 7500 for it to be, like, a premium one. You're trying to tell me that Apple would not sell a fucking billion of these bikes? I mean, come on. You streamline it to work with the watch. Maybe it doesn't even have to. Maybe you just have to have your phone in your pocket. Maybe you don't have to do that either. Uh, who knows? Maybe it has some kind of like specific connectivity with AirPods. Who knows? Maybe it has its own little screen across the handlebars. So it has like a navigation system. You know, who knows? There's a million ways that they could go about it. Like, oh, there's tech in the handlebars that, like, does your heartbeat just like the fucking watch would. You know? Because somehow it can... They say it's a very inefficient way to read your heartbeat because it just doesn't work like that. But either way, it just seems kind of like a no-brainer. And, like, the aesthetic that they could put into a bicycle... That wouldn't probably up the cost of it very much would be insane. I don't know, especially I don't know. Maybe that's just living here in Chicago. All I see is electric bikes now. Hardly like it's like 50 50 regular bike to e-bike, whether it's like the Divi bikes that you can rent or even just people owning them like they're all over. There's ghetto rig ones. Motherfuckers have like lawnmower engines strapped to their mountain bikes and shit. It's pretty wild. And I would never trust it. Like if your engine's that loud, period, I'm not interested. I don't want to go near it. But they're like, oh, you can change your bike with a lightning cable or something. You know what I mean? It just seems like such a no brainer. I need to be on these creative teams, you know? I don't belong here in this little bedroom all by myself. I got big ideas, folks. I got big ideas. <laughs> Thanks for tuning in. Glad you could make it. I'm Adam Pacora. This is Requiem for a Tuesday. Rate, review, subscribe. Do all the goods. Uh, Stranger Things probably next week. Atlanta eventually. And then we'll go from there. Uh, I'll keep updating you on the print shop stuff. Maybe we'll it'll free up some more time for me. But I'm going to have to start doing designs and stuff. So it's going to be a few more weeks. But keep on keeping on. <laughs> I didn't really know what I was going to say there. So it just got awful. Uh, sorry about that. Uh, but, you know. Keep on tuning in. I love you. Wouldn't be here without you. And remember, I are fat. You are fat. We are fat. Calculator.